welcome to another edition of Wrestling With Myself. I am your humble host, Chris. And tonight, again, we'll be discussing news and notes, but I think tonight is particularly interesting just because of uh, what's been going on. Uh, over the weekend, there was the AEW Double or Nothing pay-per-view. There was the MJF thing that happened over the weekend. And we'll also be discussing uh, the cryptic text that um, Wyndham Rotunda uh, posted on Twitter yesterday, uh, formerly known as Bray Wyatt. But let's first talk about the, the really big news, which is uh, what happened over the weekend with AEW. Um, it was reported Saturday, the day before the pay-per-view, that MJF was a no-show to the signing. And that... You kept all, all you heard was that he was a no show for the for the for the card signing, and that AEW was was trying really hard to um, to not piss off the folks that were waiting to uh, to to do the signing and have him sign stuff, greet him, you know, all that good stuff. And at first, when this news broke on Saturday afternoon, I was like, okay, well, that kind of makes sense. You know, maybe he's upset because of the contract situation, especially now that we're, we're really kind of hearing that his contract's not up until 2024. For some reason, I don't know what happened, but I thought that his contract ended this, this coming year in 2023. No, he still has a full other year after that. So at first I was thinking, okay, well, you know, maybe he just wasn't happy. Maybe he wasn't happy with, with the way things were going. And then all of a sudden you start hearing that he booked a ticket and he was flying home. And if you didn't know, if you don't watch AEW, he was supposed to have one of the bigger matches on Sunday taking on... Um, uh, Wardlow, his former um, associate, his kind of bodyguard, and it was basically going to be if Wardlow beat beat him, he'd be out from underneath the contract that he had signed with MJF. So you start hearing all these different things that he may have flown out, and then when we all went to bed we all just assumed that he was either going to be on the flight back home, flying back home, or he was going to be staying in Vegas. So then when we wake up Sunday, we really haven't heard anything. Uh, a lot of the uh, wrestling dirt sheets were saying that, you know, he still hadn't arrived to MGM. He, what, you know, there was, there was a lot of speculation that he may have been still in Vegas, but he wasn't going to wrestle. And then you come to find out that, yeah, he did wrestle, you know, the whole thing. Got massive heat, massive heat. So then you're like, okay, you know, at first you're like, you know, to any to any smart wrestling fan, anyone that's been, that's watched wrestling for as long as you have, me being someone that's been watching wrestling for over 30 years, you kind of think, okay, well, is it a work? And at first I kept thinking, is it a work? Isn't it, you know, 
you don't really think that Tony Khan would allow probably your one of your bigger assets to do what he's doing. And then I watched what happened tonight on AEW on TNT. And he basically has his pipe bomb promo. Basically telling Tony Khan that the only per, the only people that you care about are former WWE people. And basically saying all this stuff. And he basically tells Tony Khan to go F himself. And as I'm watching it, all of a sudden, I, I'm just smiling. Because I'm like, this is a total work. This is a total work. There's no chance on God's green earth that he would have allowed this to have happened. You're not going to allow a disgruntled, you're not going to allow a disgruntled worker to go out onto her TV and say all these things, right? And if he, and if he didn't know, then you would have cut him off pretty quickly, you know? So then you're like, all right, you know, And as you're, and as I'm watching it, I'm just like, wow, wow, he's really, really, you know, and basically telling Tony Khan that he dares him to to fire him. He doesn't want to wait until 2024. And I'm just thinking, and as I'm watching this, I'm just like, this is a total work, and it's working. Like, you know, you know. It doesn't. It doesn't matter if you watch AEW or WWE. You know that MJF is probably right now probably one of the top three heels right now. I mean, Roman Reigns is. You know, I mean, right now on a week to week basis, you can you can stack MJF and Roman Reigns one A and one B, and really. You you know you could have an intelligent conversation about whether or not either one of them are the the best heels right now. I honestly just I if it isn't a work, then it's probably some of the best stuff. I think it's a work. He more than likely's got a brand new deal all set up they're gonna work him they're gonna allow this to go and then he'll get his new deal you know he'll probably have a new deal by the end of this year more than likely i mean i wouldn't be surprised you know um as i've said before on on plenty of uh past podcasts he's been he has said that he has a he has a number in mind and that if AEW or WWE gets to that number, he will immediately sign. I don't think Tony Khan will allow him to walk out of AEW. I just don't think he will. I don't think that he can allow that to happen. Unless in a year and a half, you can actually work your magic. You have 18 months essentially, to do something, you know? 
So that's where we're at with that one, you know. Um, they had a really great pay-per-view. Uh, as I said before, AEW does it really, really well because they don't have a lot of pay-per-views. They only do like three, maybe four a year. And then they do kind of like, and then they have pay-per-view style events on TNT and TBS on Wednesdays and Fridays, which I, which I wholeheartedly love. I love those because they have these type of matches where it's like, okay, you want this? Well, this is free this month. Uh, it, it, it brings me shades of WCW years and years ago when they would have that one Saturday pay-per-view pay style clash of champions, you know, where you would get like four or five different matches of really good quality with, with, uh, with titles on the line. You know, um, in the main event, CM Punk beat... Hangman Page, I was really shocked by that one. I mean, I figured CM Punk was going to eventually win the title. I was not expecting him to win it this weekend. Um, but you have to hang your hat on what on the champions that they've had. You know, uh, to start off with, they had Jericho, who was really, really good, the champion. Uh He's the one that really kind of started the whole... He's the one that started the whole thing. He was the one that really kind of... Because uh, immediately when they when they were going through before the... Sh when, the when they first started, as if you watched at that time, they had kind of like a tournament in the finals. And then Cody Rhodes immediately wanted his rematch... And then he lost, and the stipulation was was if he lost, he was never allowed to go after the title again, which I thought was really interesting because it really kind of made it seem like, look, I'm the t I'm I'm a top star, but I don't need the title. And then instead, he wound up taking the uh, the TNT title. And then from from Chris Jericho. You go to John Moxley. Moxley kind of like Moxley was your champion through the pandemic. You know he, you know he was really really good. I really enjoyed him as champion. And then from him, you go to Kenny Omega, and Kenny Omega around that time, he had like three or four titles on him. He not only had the AEW title, he had the uh the TNA world title he had the AAA title and I also believe he had one more title that it escapes me at this particular point in time to me he was wrestling some of his best matches around that time and he was having really good matches and then you hear on how injured he was throughout all of this. And that's the reasoning why we still haven't seen him back because Davey, um, I was reading somewhere that he doesn't think there's parts of his body that will ever be 100% again because of all the damage. Um, 
from Kenny Omega, you go and you get Adam Hangman Page. He had a couple of really good matches. He had that uh, that hour-long match with Daniel Bryant. He had... You know, he had the, uh, the Adam Cole match. You know, he had some great matches. And now you have CM Punk in it. And it's really kind of interesting because now, it, you know, uh, because now you know that he will more than likely, he will more than likely uh, lose to MJF if um, he actually signs, which I think he will. I, I honestly think he will. Um, but it's interesting, you know, you look at it and you're just like, wow, like two really good champions, you know, all those champions and they've all been really, really good. And, and so they, they had a really good pay-per-view. I enjoyed it. Um, they had the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament, uh, Britt Baker won on the, on the women's side, Adam Cole won on the men's side. There's some people that kind of question why the two of them needed to win. Uh, I agree, but I also am like, eh, it doesn't really matter, you know. Uh, I think they, I think they're both respected enough to 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 uphold the Owen Hart name and stuff like that. So to me, I'm just kind of like, okay, you know, whatever. You know, it is what it is. You know, you just, you know, you hope next year they do, you know, if they do this uh, tournament again, they they do something, they do it right. Uh, really good uh, triple threat match for the tag titles. Uh, Jurassic Park uh, is still your champion. Uh, Luchasaurus and uh, Jungle Boy. Just an all-around really good pay-per-view. But um, enough about that. Let's talk about the real, real big one, which was if you are on Twitter and you follow uh, Wyndham Rotunda, he came out with a couple of cryptic tweets yesterday. And if you will indulge me, I will read the three tweets that he sent out yesterday starting off with this everything good that's ever happened to me first came a period horrible suffering i never ask why i just wait for the rough part to end i was chosen for whatever reason and i've and i've got shit to do it doesn't hurt anymore it burns i'm ready now here's the second one I'm tired of watching, tired of hearing irrelevant clowns speculate how I'll be perceived, tired of hearing about my greed, my desire question. Wherever and whenever I decide to return, I'll remind everyone why they know my name again and again. Believe in me. Hashtag I found it. And then the last tweet, patience, it's almost time. I I really, really was kind of taken aback because those three tweets mean a lot 
because throughout all of it, throughout after he was released almost a year ago, I believe he was released sometime in July, when he was released almost like maybe a month after he was released, all of a sudden all these different reports from WWE came out that he didn't want to do certain things, that he was uncooperative. I think that's a bunch of bullshit. I honestly do, because I honestly think that WWE basically was just trying to make an excuse why they let him go. As we all know, he took uh, he took the passing of his brother, Brody Lee, very personal. When he passed away uh, almost two years ago, around Christmas time. It, uh, you could just tell because they had even said that like he that was his brother he lost his best friend you know I I think that affected him I think that he went home he spent time with his wife uh, his uh, his two kids with uh, with his fiance Jojo and then his two kids from his previous relationship and he basically was like all right I'm gonna take I'm gonna take care of me and I'm gonna take care of my family and now he's ready and I think he's finally got that itch to come back and wherever he goes if he goes to AEW if he goes to uh impact wrestling if he goes wherever he goes he will be amazing and even if he goes back to WWE I highly doubt it I highly doubt it but that would be awesome you know it, it wherever he goes he's going to be awesome because I think he's got he's got such a desire and he's got so much pent-up aggression towards showing WWE you shouldn't have bet against me. And I honestly think that he's got he's got such a big chip on his shoulder, you know? It, you know, uh, after his three tweets came out, all of a sudden, you know, all of the... All of... Um, the, the wrestling Twitter came out and basically was like, okay, you know, they were trying to piece together what he wrote, you know, trying to decode it. And you start hearing that, you know, th there was someone that was saying, well, he's going to come back to six, which is next Monday. And so they were like, oh my God, he's going to come back and he's going to go back to WWE. I don't think he will. Uh, when you've been... When someone talks enough shit about you, you just walk away. And I honestly, if he were to, and if, and if he wants to prove them wrong, you know, why not go to your main, why don't you, why not go to the main uh, competition and prove them all wrong? But that's just me, you know. 
I really, really think that he's, I, I really think that he's either going to sign with AEW or he's going to sign with Impact. Uh, there's been some people that said that he may sign with, um, uh, with that one company that um, Adam Shear started uh, with, uh, uh, with Ethan Carter, with EC3. Uh, I don't think that he's going to, I don't think he really wants to start with a, uh, he wants to come in with, with such a smaller company like that. I think he really, I think if he comes back, he's going to want uh, the big lights, you know, I think that's where he's going to be at. But again, I, I you know, I, I've been wrong before. You know, I, I just, I just honestly think that he's just gonna, that if he were to, he will, he will, he will come back to, he'll come back and he'll, he'll go to AEW or, or Impact, one of the two. Uh, let me see. I think there was something else I wanted to talk about. Oh yeah, I wanted to talk about. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Naomi and um, and Sasha Banks thing because now you're hearing that neither side have talked. You're hearing that it, that it hasn't come out that they were suspended. And that their contracts were paused. Because I, I believe Sasha Banks' contract ends soon. I think her contract ends at the end of the year. Uh, you know. If I'm Sasha Banks, I take the rest of the year off. Get myself in, get myself in even better shape than I already am in. And I either continue with the acting or I go is somewhere else to wrestle, you know? And if I'm Naomi, I'm, I, I'm just trying to figure out what, I, I would just try and figure out what to do because they really, they really fucked her over because she was probably one of the better women's champions at the time before her injury. She gets injured. She has to relinquish the title. She has the surgery. She gets better. And she hasn't sniffed the championship since. Like, she hasn't even come close. And to me, I'm just like... You couldn't push. You couldn't push Becky Lynch faster to the championship. You couldn't push Charlotte to the championship. You couldn't push everyone so fast to that belt. But the one really good champion you had, you know. And you immediately, she's in gimmick matches. She's not doing what she was doing. She's almost a shell of what she used to be. 
I still think that she could, I think, I still think she's got like another two, three good years left and she could definitely still be a champion. But, you know, I'm talking on a microphone. I don't really know what I'm talking about, do I? I'm, I honestly think that if, if she were able to go, I would just listen to the offers and then go from there. Because either of them would make any women's division in any of these uh, promotions would make their women's division so much better with either of them. But again, you know, you, you know, it's so... I'm completely with with them because to me it's like you gave us the titles and now you know because there was a there was one thing that I had read that Sasha was supposed to take on Sasha was supposed to originally take on Charlotte before we found out that Ronda Rousey was coming back and that one round of Rousey came back they gave Sasha the tag belts with Naomi as kind of like a consolation prize, which is nice. I mean, it's a nice consolation prize, but I mean, really, they haven't done shit with it. They haven't done shit with 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 that title. And to me, that's just really kind of sad because, you know, when those titles first came out, everyone was just like, this is the greatest thing in the world. And now it's like... To me, I just look at it. I'm just like, you did nothing with it. You literally done nothing with it. Just about every tag team that has won the titles, either one or both, don't even wrestle anymore, or not even in the, or not even currently in the promotion anymore. You know, but that's for a different day. Uh, uh, tune in next week. I think we're going to be doing, um, uh, I'm going to be reviewing one of, I'm going to, I'm going to spin a wheel and I'm going to figure out what, um, a hell in a cell match I'm going to watch and. And talk about that. And then we'll go from there. Alright. I will talk to you all later. Have a good night. Bye.